Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful. Relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Jenna. (laughs) Hello. Hi. Welcome to Happy and Healthy. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited doing a little like two in one today on this Saturday, which is a little uh, unlike Saturday. me. I never film on a Saturday. No, same. Saturdays are for the girls, first of all, not for the boys. Frick the boys. <laughs> I also, like, I try not to work on Saturdays. Sundays, I try to get off of social media, which I've been pretty bad at lately. But there's something so important about just taking your, your weekends off. And, I mean, I know your podcast name is Fun on the Weekends. Weekdays. 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 Oh, <laughs> I messed up. Fun on the weekdays. Okay, so there's no fun on the weekends or what? No, no I still kidding. do. I still do. But at the time when I started the podcast, I mean, I was in a very different like lifestyle than I am now. I was still working my corporate job, which I'm sure we'll probably touch on a little bit. But, yes, we will. <laughs> um, I just like found the importance of not just saving the weekend time to like do things that I wanted to do and enjoy like my life essentially and have fun. So I do still work on weekends now, but not as much. Um, I work more now, now that I like don't have the corporate job, yeah. which I'm sure you understand. I mean, yes. we're here together. You can always Saturday. work. Yeah. Just always something to be done. Always. This is our first time meeting for those that don't know. This is <laughs> Jenna Palick. Yes. Palick. Okay. So this is our first time meeting. I followed you on TikTok. I think when I started seeing you pop up in Connor's content, because yeah. I've known Connor for a bit, and I was like, who's this girl? She's so fun. She's so spunky. And you just have, like, a really infectious, fun, charismatic personality. Like, you're really Thank fun you. to follow. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> I love that. And I'm, I'm just someone, I'm like, I just, like, love encouraging people, and I really do think you have just a really good vibe about you. And so we, uh, we like just chatted and we were like, let's do a podcast together. And so yeah. she also has a podcast. It's fun on the weekdays, not weekends, Janine, get it right. <laughs> um, and you're also on TikTok. And then is there anything else like 
you do like meet and greets a lot as well or yeah yeah so I started doing more events honestly just in like the past month or two I was able to bring on an event planner to help me do all of that because I'm sure as you know like there's just so much going on in life that there's a lot of things that you want to do and you just constantly like make excuses for yourself of why you're not doing them Mm -hmm. and then one day it just hit me I was like you know what the reason why I'm not doing it is because I don't have the bandwidth I need to just find someone I trust And so, yeah, I've been doing more events now. And honestly, the goal is just to bring girls together that, like, listen to my podcast. I love that. Um, and just, like, help them make friends because a lot of people are moving to a new city or maybe they've lived somewhere for a long time that they just – they feel like they've maxed out the people that they can meet. Mm-hmm. But really, I mean, the podcast has brought so many girls together. And so the reason why I'm in Dallas is because I did an event last night. So Yeah. How was that? It was really was good. The Rangers. Did you make it to home yes. base? <laughs> I threw the first pitch. I think that's – yeah, I don't yeah. I don't watch baseball, so I literally couldn't tell you. I called it the first throw, and everyone's like, Jenna, that's wrong. <laughs> so I, I threw the first pitch, and that was really cool. My parents reposted on Facebook first thing as oh, soon as I sent it. We love supportive parents. <laughs> yeah, and it was great. There were like 350 people that came out. Um, some people came alone, or some girls like met people through my group meets wow. or brought their boyfriend or husband along. It was, it was great. It was a good time. I think that is like – One of my most favorite things about social media is the fact that you can connect people. Mm -hmm. Like, I I started this group called the Abide Tribe, and it's, like, same thing, like, a Facebook page. It's, like, for Christian women, and, like, I want them to find community in their cities, and so they're all meeting each other as well. And, like, I literally just the other day was talking to my assistant, too, and I was, like, how can we make an event for, like, these girls to, like, find each other in their cities and like kind of doing like a tour so like mm-hmm. the Houston girls can find each other the Dallas girls can find each other the Austin girls can find each other because I'll probably keep it first Texas based but I think that's like my favorite part about social media is like the power yeah. that you have to connect and to influence and inspire and I'm just I think that's so cool that you do that because I don't feel like many people do that yeah I mean it's it's definitely like it's a lot of work I would say it's it's more so like mental work, I guess, because like when you do meet people that have been watching you online and they feel like they really know you and your friends and everything, you just want to like put your best self forward. And when you're doing that for like a few hours at a time with a couple hundred people, it can be a lot. So, um, I mean, I love doing it and I have a few more planned like for the rest of the summer, but it's really honestly like probably the best thing that I get to do that come out that yeah. came out of the podcast that mm-hmm. I never really had a vision of doing it but it's just I'm sure you know people will message you and be like oh you're in this city like let's get together let's get all lunch. the time or, like let's get coffee right and I think I'm it's like, so fun it is so fun but you can only do so much so I'm like all right well I have this platform and all these people are coming to me like wanting to make friends so why don't I just connect the people that are trying to meet people mm-hmm. and we can all just do it like at one time and I can kind of like do everything at once and it's been really great I mean I've had really great feedback back and I think it's also just really nice I mean the people that follow me are literally the reason why I'm able to do it as a career and like yeah. sustain myself so just to be able to meet the people that support me I think is I mean like the least that I can do yeah so no I love that you know I really do feel like and we'll get more into the social media stuff because I do want to hear more of like your story but mm-hmm. I feel like and maybe this is a hot take but so many people I follow it's just all about like them And it's just, like, I want to have the perfect look and the perfect body. And, like, they don't really use their platform to, like, genuinely help people. It's just about, like, portraying this perfect lifestyle. And I'm, like, that's kind of old and, like, that's kind of done. And it's honestly really rare for me to hear about creators that are, like, doing that. And I think that's why I'm, like, 
intrigued by you and inspired. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like, I love that there's someone else doing that out there because most people really aren't. Or maybe they just don't even know how to do it, you know, because it is a lot. It's a lot to manage. That's kind of why I've been struggling, too, because I'm like, okay, I have to find an event. I need to, like, make sure I have, like, security and, like, all right. these things. That it's, I mean, literally, I was going through the list the other day of, like, planning the event. And I was like, there's so much involved. Like, I don't know if I can do it. But it's yeah. cool to see that you did it and you did it well. Yeah, and I think, too, just, like, starting small, one thing that I've been trying to make a goal is just, like, once a week or at least once every couple weeks, go on, like, a walk with people in the area, and anybody can show up. I did that a couple weeks ago, and then that, like, took off, and now there's, like, 500 girls in my Austin, like, walk-on-weekdays group, and the goal is literally just, like, you meet up, like, after work or before work, and you go on a walk, and you're already going to be, like, exercising regardless, so why not just, like, make a new friend while you do it? And so I think starting small and doing those, like, little community meetups was really great. And, I mean, when I first started social media, people would reach out and be like, oh, my God, I'm in Austin. I'm like, okay, cool, let me meet you out. And I would do that all the time. That's so but fun. as you, like, grow and you're starting, like, a business and stuff, um, I'm like, okay, how can, I, how can I meet everybody at once? So it's definitely doable, and we can we – can, I'll share my – Please, please, I need that. <laughs> no, I love that you even do the walks thing. And I also think what's really cool is that – a lot of people don't want to do that because they're they want to maintain this like I'm untouchable image and I'm like no like you're yeah. not any better than anybody because you have followers so I love that you're still yeah. willing to be like hey let's get coffee like I actually do that a lot like I'll meet followers all the time like the literally the other day I met this girl at an event and I gave her my number and I was like hey text me if you want to go to the porch together and she was like oh my gosh really and I was like yeah because I, I think that. it's so fun it's like and again, like what you're saying, you can't do it all the time because you right. would literally be doing it all day long, every single day, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think it's cool to still kind of be like, hey, I know I have these followers, but that doesn't mean I'm like better than you or like untouchable. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think also, too, the only way to like grow your community is by actually having a community. And without that type of like interaction that is genuine and one on one, it's not necessarily a community, right? Like what you just said, it's just a following. It's like just a number. And that's yeah. just not my goal at all. Mm-hmm. I could have 500 followers that are extremely engaged and love and care about me versus 500,000 that I maybe have like a couple viral videos and they don't know anything about me. Yeah, that's the difference. And I think you can always tell in people's content, like who just wants to get viral and like get the fastest amount of followers as fast as possible, whatever, mm-hmm. versus someone that's genuinely like, I'm building a community. I want to provide value to you I want to know y'all I want to give you content that's genuinely going to help you and I, I feel like I see that in your content where I'm like little when I'm like watching your stuff I'm like okay this really genuinely feels like I know you like yeah. when you showed up I was like oh yeah I know that you guys got new rugs and like <laughs> I like know everything <laughs> so it's kind of funny uh, but I do want to hear more about like your story so you are from Wisconsin Wisconsin girl. oh god no did I mess up Ohio. again <laughs> Ohio but Ohio you are right with the mid Wisconsin is the Midwest, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you got that right. You're good. Okay. Just a few states <laughs> messing over. Messing up the state, messing up the podcast name. No. I really didn't want to, like, do too much research because <laughs> I really want to get to know people, like, as they're here, but I've been butchering it. So oh, my bad. gosh. You're totally fine. There's been times where I've, like, butchered people's names and, like, really? You need to do your research. I'm like, you know what? Like, oops. <laughs> but sometimes when you do that, it's just so calcu- – not calculated. It's yeah. so just, like, thought out that it's just not. Yeah. Genuine. I don't want it to be a so, talk show. Like, this is a yeah. podcast. Yeah. So I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I, I say Cleveland just because it's the nearest, biggest city, but I'm actually from Painesville. 
So okay. I, yeah, so I grew up there. Um, I went to college at Kent State, which is only an hour away from where I live. Kent or Ken? Kent. Okay, Kent State. Okay, yes. what did you study there? So I went to school for fashion merchandising. Okay. Yes, and I graduated in 2020, which was, you know, right oh. when the pandemic was happening. <laughs> and I remember I, I was a bartender at the time. And the day that we closed the bar, we were all like, okay, it's going to be like two weeks, whatever. And I was honestly just freaking out because I'm like, this is my source of income right now. Right. And I was trying to save up money so that when I graduated, I could move somewhere. And then, um, yeah, it turned out it was not two weeks. It was two years. So so crazy. Yeah. So during that time, um, then I, I graduated and I, and I moved to Austin in July of 2020. So I've been in Austin for almost two years. Wow. Wait, what prompted you to move to Austin? Yeah. So this is my like claim to fame, my origin story for anybody that's like followed me from the very beginning. Um, I, so basically when I was graduating college, I knew that I wanted to move to Austin. I had lived in Austin the past two summers working for Sherry Hill, doing like an internship. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even that, like in the moment I was like, Oh my God, this is like the coolest thing I've ever done. And I've always thought, you know, if I can work for Sherry Hill, like why not just be the next Sherry Hill? And I've always wanted to have my own brand. Not that I ever, ever imagined that it was going to be at, you know, doing fun on weekdays. But, um, I always kind of thought I had had a lot of experience in different areas in like merchandising and marketing and social media, that kind of stuff. But I didn't know anything about advertising. Mm. So when I was graduating, there were like no job options at all. And I came across this LinkedIn post for a job at TikTok. It was based in Austin, their brand new office. so crazy. Yeah. And I stayed up all night making this resume. It was super cute. It was very branded. And I went to go submit it the next morning and the job posting was deleted. So (gasps) I, yeah, I had like the same reaction and I was just really upset because I'm like, oh, this is my one way ticket. Like this is my way out. And I just knew that the job was for me. So I picked up my phone later that night and I had no followers on TikTok. I think I had 800 and I made this video. It was a resume essentially of like just kind of recapping what I had submitted. And I was like, yeah, TikTok do your thing. And I guess in my mind, I was like, you know what? I could message them on LinkedIn. I could email them, but they're not going to see it. So what better way Mm -hmm. to get their attention than just like on the platform? So then I ended up getting the job at TikTok and I just started taking people through like my life, I guess, through the interviews and then moving to a new city and then making friends. And I was single for a good amount of time. And then just like life in general. And over time, I mean, it's just crazy. There's a lot of people that have followed me like from the very beginning, but then also other stages. So a lot of people have followed me after the fact and don't know that, but that is really when I started, um, I guess like doing social media on the side. Yeah. That is such a cool story. Like, I feel like most people, like, sign up to do social media. They're like, okay, like, how can I go viral? How can I blah, blah, blah? But it's cool that you were just, like, you kind of, like, fell into your lap. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, more organic that way. And, like, also getting to work for TikTok was probably really cool. Like, did you really love that job or what was that like? So the irony about it was (laughs) because I got this job so publicly, I felt like I had a lot of pressure to have this, like, dream job, right? Oh, yeah. When I made the the resume TikTok, nobody had done that before. So, like, Business Insider and Access Hollywood and, like, all of these different media outlets started writing about me. And they wrote it in the way that Jenna Pallett gets her dream job through TikTok. And 
I think just knowing that a lot of people were kind of like envious of that job, I felt a lot of pressure to actually enjoy it. Oh, yeah. When in reality, I was not like fulfilled in any way by my actual role. And it was just not what I what I had expected. Yeah. And so just I worked there for about a little over a year. And I think throughout like the second half of it, because I did work from home, which is really, really incredibly difficult. Mm. Um, I just kind of realized that I wasn't liking what I was doing from nine to five. And then I just owed it to myself to enjoy what I was doing outside of my job. And that's literally where fun on weekdays kind of originated from was, okay, well, I don't like what I'm doing all day, but that doesn't mean that I don't have to like what I'm doing all night or like Mm. doing something in the morning that is making me excited to wake up the next day for work versus just living the same day over and over and over again, waiting for like Friday at 5 PM to go do something fun. That is wow. And I guess, like, yeah, you could look at someone that's, like, working at TikTok, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. But I love that you're, you're honest, your honesty of just being like, yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, at any company, right? Like, you can look at – I also worked for a really, like, well-known uh, fashion company that is very, like, trendy right now in college. And everybody looks at, like, the name of where you're working, and they're like, oh, wow, you're so successful. Like, that's so cool. I'm so jealous. But you just kind of forget, like, the actual company culture. And yeah. maybe some of the companies that don't sound as, like, pretty and sparkly are actually just so much better for you. And right. so I try to keep that in mind when I'm, like, comparing myself to other people and not getting, like, down or jealous or anything. Because you just – you really never know. And I think that was a good um, kind of example was when I was there and people thought it was great, but it just – it really wasn't mm. wasn't what they thought it was. Yeah. I think that's so cool because, I mean, there are so many people, I'm sure you get it all the time, that are following you and they're listening to you and they're like, I'm the girl in the nine to five right now. Like, I'm stuck in that. Like, I don't know how to get out. Like, I can't just start my social media. But it's almost interesting because I feel like everyone thinks if they want to quit their job that the only thing they should do is now social media. So it's like now everyone's becoming this, like, social media creator and the word influencer creator is becoming almost just kind of like... I don't even know. how. What's the word I'm thinking of? I feel like it's blurring the lines from what an influencer used to be. Yeah. Just it's, as... That's as, like dead now. Yeah, it's like so as weird. social media evolves too, like people are following people for different reasons. So you don't have to be like, I don't know. You, you can just be like the average person. And right. people love that so much more because I think why people follow me is because you saw me when I was in college, like struggling to find a job. You saw me when I was bartending. I was working all these jobs, trying to like save enough money to then going on and like moving to a new city and just kind of like showing you that literally where I'm at right now was only possible because Mm -hmm. of everything that came before. And I think when you see just a normal person doing that from the start to the finish, it just becomes so much more attainable. Yeah. But it is really nice that, I mean, my story of quitting my job and stuff has just inspired a lot of people too. And to your point, a lot of people do think that you have to do social media when you quit your job and do something like full time. But I have so many girls that follow me that Um, like my event planner specifically, she quit her job in pharmaceuticals to be an event planner and do picnics. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And now I'm working with her and like, she's followed me for years and Mm. she's been reaching out to me to try and work with me. And it's, it's really cool. Like there's a lot of people that have started their own boutiques and just quit like this thing that is so draining to them. I mean, your work is so much of your life, so you should enjoy it. So what, what would you say then to those girls that are like, I'm exactly where you were two years ago. And, like, I don't want to be in this anymore, but, like, Mm -hmm. I have no other means to make money or I don't have 
social media or like they don't know they're just stuck like what would you say would you just tell someone just take the leap or like how would you encourage someone that's going through that so today's episode is brought to you by water drop the new go-to hydration brand and i recently discovered them absolutely love their stuff was really really excited to do an ad read for them for y'all today because i really think this is a brand you're gonna love so Drinking enough water is obviously super, super important, especially during the summertime. It helps our bodies function properly, keeps our minds sharp. Not drinking enough water can lead to a number of annoying symptoms like loss of concentration, headaches, dizziness, etc. So we all know that water is very important, and that's kind of where Water Drop comes in. It makes it fun and easy to drink water. So Water Drop is a solution to your hydration needs. It's small and convenient effervescent cubes that add flavor, vitamins, and even caffeine to your water. They're easy to use even on the go, and they have a wide range of flavors from berry to fruity to citrusy, herbal, all of that. My favorite flavor is the love flavor. It tastes so freaking delicious. And Water Drop is all about sustainability. To reduce single-use plastic bottles, they offer some of the most gorgeous glass and steel bottles in lots of beautiful designs. Their steel bottles are great for summer because they keep your drinks ice cold up to 24 hours. So I have this gorgeous yellow bottle that I've been using and I absolutely love it. So so if you guys want to try out Water Drop, I know you guys are going to love them. I do have a discount code for you guys. So go to their website, waterdrop.com and get a special discount for Happy and Healthy Podcast listeners. 15% off with the promo code WD10HAPPY. Browse their large collection of micro drinks, glasses, steel bottles, perfs, glasses, and more. That is waterdrop.com and receive 15% off with WD10 Happy. Try Waterdrop and join the benefits of drinking more water. You guys are going to love it as I do. Now let's get back to the episode. So I would say I am honestly the kind of person that is way more impulsive than maybe like the average person. Um, when I compare myself and my decision-making to my sister, who is someone that's a, quite a bit more reserved, um, she did like dog painting on the side and she's always had that kind of like additional stream of revenue and she's always never really enjoyed her job. She's wanted to travel and do all this stuff. I'm like, Erin, just quit your job. Like yeah. pick up the painting a little bit more, do a few more. You have savings. Like mm-hmm. there is never going to be a right time to do anything. And the longer you wait, the more excuses you make for yourself. And eventually you're, you're going to find that moment where you come to a breaking point and you're going to just wish that you had made that, that decision sooner. sooner. Yeah. And so I guess my advice is just like, I mean, you have to believe in yourself, but that is really, really hard to do. And I've obviously, I've had struggles with that myself. And I think just surrounding yourself with people that do believe in you helps you do the same. And I mean, like Connor's a really good example of that. And Mm -hmm. just being surrounded by people that will help you make those big decisions is, I honestly, I think is key. I completely agree with that. And I think, yeah, sometimes you need someone like, pushing you out of the bird's nest of like, go spread your wings. Cause I'm the same with my sisters too. Like both of them work these like nine to fives. They complain all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all have so many skills, like just go do it. And then they'll yeah. look at me and they'll be like, well, we're not like you, Janine. Like you don't, we don't have that. I'm like, okay, it's just taking like one small step mm-hmm. in the right direction. And I do think that there are some people that are more like, they just like lead in faith or like, okay, like I know I'm going to be taken care of. I know right. this is scary, but I'm just going to, like, trust the process and do it. And I've been – I think that's really cool that, like, you're – I can definitely tell you're someone like that. Like, you're just, like, a go-getter. Yeah. And you're like, let me just see what happens. If it works, 
great. If it doesn't, great. But I think so many people are just like scared and I totally get it. It's like, it is scary to quit your job and then be like, okay, now what? Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do. Definitely. I mean, I think no is like the worst thing that could happen. Like the worst thing that could happen is somebody just denies you. And you know what happens after that? Then you like work up the courage and you're like, you know what? One day I'm going to prove you wrong and you're going to regret that. And I think honestly, that is kind of like my mentality is that if there is anything that you want in your life, literally the only thing that is holding you back from doing that is yourself. Mm-hmm. And just growing up, I had this teacher and her motto was always make it happen. And I just remember like random things that I would do in school that we'd never done before, but I wanted to, I wanted our high school to be like very spirited and all this yeah. stuff. And I just adapted, like, make it happen as kind of my motto for anything in life. And now I wear this necklace that says make it happen. And uh, I, I love that. That's just my, like, kind of thing that I live by, which is so simple. And it's very, very cliche and cheesy. I know that. No, but, but I completely agree with that. Because, I mean, even when people, like, doubt you or they're looking at you and they're like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I'm sure, you know, people back in your hometown oh, yeah. are, well, we'll talk about that, are like, what are you doing? Like, why are you filming these videos? When I was in high school, I mean, YouTube wasn't even a thing. Yes. People completely <laughs> made fun of me. Like, why are you filming yourself in your bedroom, you freaking psycho? And I just did it. And then, like, same thing in high school, I started the cheer team because there was no cheer team. And I said, if there's not going to be a cheer team, I'm going to start it. Like, yeah. I want to make the things happen that I want to see, like, be the change you want to see, essentially. And so I feel like I'm very similar in that way. Definitely. And people think you're crazy, but at the end of the day, it's like, hey, I'm doing this for me. And, like, my, my like, gifts or, like, what I have is not for you. Like, you're not my audience. There's another audience that needs what I have. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you don't see that. Like, that's yes. fine. But this is for someone else that does see it, you know? Definitely. And people only think you're crazy if you're doing something that they don't have the guts to do themselves. Yeah. That's a good point. And they're just, like, maybe a little bit, um, what's the word? Um, Not overwhelmed. Gosh, what's the word? Like, if they, like, they want to do, but they're too scared, you're saying? Yes. Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think of the word. And I know it's going to come to me later on. That's the worst when you have a word in your head and you're like, hello, what is it? Yes. They're under, no. I'll, I'll think about it. It'll come back to me. But, yeah, definitely. I mean, anytime you, you do anything and you're starting off, there's going to be people who are going to, like, talk crap about you and they're going to, like, think that you're silly for it. And, I mean, definitely, I'm sure. But eventually later on, like, those people won't even, they won't even be in your mind, really. Because no, you'll it doesn't just have matter. Because people. Exactly. Sure. So, wait, what was it like for you? Because... TikTok is, like, fairly new, and, like, yeah. you're fairly new at this, and you basically went from kind of just being your everyday girl working, you know, 9 to 5 to now having 500,000 people following you. Congrats, by the way. Thanks. I saw that. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. To people now watching your life of what you're wearing and who you're dating and your dog and everything you're doing, like, has that been a hard transition? Has it been scary? Are you loving it? Like, what is that like for you? Yeah, I mean, I think every day is a little bit different. Like, there's days that I really, really get, like, hard on myself. And I think back, I was literally telling Connor this, like, on our way driving to Dallas. I'm like, some days I just kind of miss, like, having a, such, like, a scheduled routine life because you don't appreciate it in the moment, I guess. And, I mean, always, like, the grass is greener on the other side, right? Right. But I think the one thing that I always remind myself is that I still am that normal, everyday, like, girl. And I try my very hardest to show every single piece of that. And sometimes that means that I'm opening a lot of opinions for people that I didn't ask for. And, you know. (laughs) And they'll give it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, okay, I share the struggles of my acne or dealing with, like, my body image or things like that that 
it's obviously like very hard for you to talk about that on the internet because anybody can portray that in any way that they mm-hmm. want to. Yep. But specifically like your personal life is just you open it for people to like have opinions about it and just talk about it openly, which is something that I'm not necessarily used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you have a thousand really nice comments and you have like maybe one or two that are like a little bit rude or just rub you the wrong way. And those things are the ones that stick with you. And I try to like block oh, that out, it's but I'm the worst. Yeah. It's like, why can we have thousands of praising comments? And then the two, they just like marinate in your brain yeah. and you replay them over and over. And it's, it's the worst. Like I wish people really did realize the power of their words. And I know there was like the whole anti-bullying mo- movement, but I think TikTok is savage. Like yeah. the comments are savage. Like, <laughs> I think even compared to, like, Instagram or, like, YouTube, which I've gotten some pretty mean comments, people on TikTok are unhinged. Like, I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, you know what the thing is? Because you can make a, a profile with no picture, and it's, like, user 589775. Yeah. And it's always those people. And I, like, I honestly think it's kind of funny, and I might be alone in this, but when people make comments to me and they just expect me to take it, Okay, well then, like, expect me to stand up for myself yeah. and, and give it back to you. Not that I'm going to be, like, rude and, like, bully you, but I'm going to stand up for myself. And, I, honestly, I think when people do, like, when creators stand up for themselves. Yeah. Like, for example, I got this new car, and this guy in the comments was like, you're an idiot. That's the wrapping paper on your on your handle because it was, like, a glass handle. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so dumb. You're so right. And Volvo must be wrong, too, because it's on their website. People like like when you stand up. I for do. Yourself. I do like that. <laughs> I like when people snap back, and those are some of my favorite videos. Yeah, seriously. So, I mean, I think about it in the good. Definitely outweighs like the bad and the struggles. But just being new to it, obviously, as you can continue to grow, you have more eyes on you of people that just don't know your whole story. And so, yeah, a lot of people that maybe follow me recently don't know like where I came from and like how hard I've actually built to be able to do like what I do now. Right. So, I mean. You're probably seeing, like, TikTok evolve a lot. Like, I know I was, you know, around when Musical.ly was a thing. Oh, my God, yeah. And I was like, I will absolutely not download Musical.ly. Like, no, no, no. And because it was, like, dancing at the time. Yeah. And then you know how, like, everyone in the beginning of the pandemic was like, no, you won't catch me downloading that. And then slowly but surely you're like, okay, maybe I will. Yeah. And then I started posting, and now here I am addicted. Um, But, like, where do you see tiktok going like do you what do you project is gonna happen honestly this might be like really pessimistic of me but i try to live my life with the idea that like what i do could be taken away tomorrow yeah so i just try to think long term and like what's sustainable of me i've always wanted to build a brand so if right now building a community is like what can eventually help me get to that point then like that's what i'm going to do but in terms of like just posting on TikTok, I think that everybody's attention span is so so short now. Yes. So you've seen even like YouTube does YouTube shorts. Yep. And I think just honestly the content, and maybe it's just my For You page based off of the content that I like, but when I first started TikTok, um, you know, it was a lot of trends. It was a lot of like trending sounds and effects and things. And I see it now, but not nearly as much. And yeah. I, I just see people using TikTok to share almost kind of like, a visual Twitter. Do you remember when Twitter was like, just made a p- peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Yeah, I just got coffee. <laughs> kind of like that. But now it's in video form where people are just sharing these random things of their days. And it's so cool because the videos can, they, they can just reach anybody versus, right. you know, 
Twitter was like the people that were just following you. Yes, Which exactly. is why I think TikTok is so freaking cool. Yes. And it's also scary how powerful it is too. I'm like, what's going to happen? Definitely. And I don't know. I, I am wondering what's going to happen because I feel like people are saying YouTube is kind of dying, which is kind of sad. That was like how I started. Right. Now I'm even hearing people say, you know, screw Instagram. Instagram's fake. No one wants Instagram anymore. And I'm like, yeah. oh, crap. Like, I still like Instagram. What the heck? Well, you know what? The thing is, though, it's like everybody complains about Instagram because they think it's fake. Okay, well, then stop being fake on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. And then it won't be. Like, you don't have to post filtered pictures. Mm-hmm. And actually, I don't know if you saw this, but filters are, like, now banned. Yes, I saw that on Instagram the other day. Yeah. I went to, I like, I saw that there was an article, scrolled through, and I was like, my filters are gone. Which, you know, I really do think is good, but it's like, on the days where I look like a dead rat, I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I guess I'll just show like it is. Yeah, I think people truly just do appreciate when you do show it as is, mm-hmm. especially when you have, a, like, a large following. I just think that there's, like, this misconception that you always have to be perfect. And my perfect favorite is people... boring. Yeah, my favorite people that I follow are, like, my friends that also kind of started out like me, just, you know, your average mm-hmm. person. And the more that you can share of that, I think the more people relate to you and the more that you're able to of like succeed in the industry I think that's where it's going yeah I I completely agree I there's some of my friends that I follow and they just like literally show like the super mundane like Mm -hmm. playing with their kids buying groceries it's like because most influencers you know they have like all these personal assistants and personal shoppers and all these things and it's like (laughs) must be not really (laughs) relatable sorry everyone my camera stopped recording so we are back um I forgot what I was saying. You were saying like a lot of influencers, they have personal shoppers or things that do all of the mundane things for them. And it's just, it's really not relatable. It's not relatable, but I think the reason why TikTok is doing so well, and I hear hear people say this all the time, it's like normal people Mm -hmm. showing their lives. It's not the perfect Instagram model. It's not the, you know, 1 million followers. Like she has everything Instagram girl. Like it's normal mundane people showing like, even if they're, like, a lawyer, they're sharing their tips. Like, I think TikTok is so fascinating. I waste so much time on it. I wish I didn't, um, but I do. And I learned so much from it. Yeah, and now definitely. they're, like, they're adding, like, 10-minute videos, which I don't know if you have that feature already. I do. I haven't used it yet. I'm, like, I don't, I don't even know what I would post. No, I don't know either. I'm, like, maybe I would do, like, a makeup video. Yeah. I'm not a makeup guru. Who do I think I, I am? am? Well, <laughs> I was going to say, your eyeshadow looks great today. Oh, it really thank does. You. Yeah. Yeah, I packed like four different eyeshadows, so I was just working with whatever I had here. <laughs> it looks great. Thank you. So what was that like, like transitioning from like the working world? How was that when you were like, okay, now I have like all this free time. Like I have to make my own schedule. Yeah. Was that a hard transition? And like how, like what now is like your setup and your routine for your work stuff? Yeah. So honestly, it was pretty horrible it wasn't horrible because I'm like so incredibly privileged to be able to do that and like I have to acknowledge that um but when I quit my job I think I just honestly like I struggled so much with who I was because I think I let my job and like this cool story about myself kind of like be who I was and be my identity and so when I started doing my podcast and social media full-time you know obviously there's a lot of people that are like why though? Like we liked you when you had a normal job and I'm like, Mm, yeah, I always say that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but you also want me to like go and meet you in all these different cities and and post all the time. Right. And I think you just get to a point where you are just so mentally drained. And so when I quit my job, I, and I still struggle with this a lot. I mean so much and getting an office has really helped, but 
just you don't have anyone to report to when mm-hmm. you have like your nine to five you can close your computer at five o'clock because your boss closes their computer at five o'clock and I think for me I get really caught up in just trying to reply to dms literally all day long because yeah. in my mind I'm like well if I'm not like engaging with people then I don't want to be like untouchable I want people to know that like we're still friends but honestly just like trying to come up with things to do too for so long um I was just always saying oh I'm so busy I'm so busy but I wasn't busy I was doing literally nothing I was making Mm. like my sponsored videos and I was doing Mm -hmm. you know an episode a week but other than that I think I was so busy quote-unquote because I was spending so much time thinking about all the things that I wanted to do that eventually the day would end and I'd be like I didn't even do anything yeah and so um I went to LA for a couple of months with Mike and Connor and Mm -hmm. I kind of saw that as like a pivotal point in my career thinking that like I was really going to take off when I was in LA and I was going to like really do all these things that I said I wanted to. And it it was actually the opposite. I felt so unlike myself and Mm. just, I don't know, really struggling with working for myself. It's, it's very hard. It is. And when I came back to Austin in January, um, I just had like so much energy being back in a place that I felt hundred percent myself my podcast episode started doing so much better because oh, when good. I was happy with myself, like it showed in yeah. all of my content. Yeah. And I think now I've gotten a lot better with it, just having an office and having a place to kind of separate the two. Um, I mean, I do episodes every week, so that means like sometimes I record it literally the day before it comes out. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I need to like do it in advance, but I kind of like it that way because it's just way more current with things you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I spend a lot of time now planning events, so I do that all with my event planner, and that's just coordinating flights and coordinating vendors and venues and the branding of it and making mm-hmm. social media posts, whether that's on like my own or on the podcast page. It is very time consuming and. Yeah. A lot of times I don't limit it to a nine to five, which I wish that I, I wish that I definitely don't. It's so hard. I think, you know, not that we're trying to complain, Oh yeah, but, uh, it is harder than a lot of people like realize. And I think now people are starting to realize it because everyone's wanting to be an influencer. Yeah. Um, so people are starting to get a taste of it, but yeah, I think, you know, I've done this for, like I said, 10, 11 years and I did it like straight out of college and it was so hard to find the balance. And again, you, you can never fully turn it off because even when my phone is away, I'm always thinking, okay, I need to post. What do I need to post next? Okay, what? Like, I'm always, like, overstimulated in my brain of, like, yeah. all these ideas. And if I, am I doing enough? And am I good enough? And do people like myself? And even if I post a picture, I'll, like, shut my phone and be like, okay, I'm getting off. And then my brain is like, what are they saying on my picture? Do they like my picture? Yeah. Who's commenting? And so it is crazy that there's really not a lot of separation, which you just have to work on, like, having a healthy balance. Otherwise, it literally consumes everything. Yeah. And it can rob you of your peace, of your joy, of your just like your mental health. Like, I mean, relationships, being present, you have to have a separation and a balance and a Sabbath, if you will. Um, but it is, it's an amazing job, but there are a lot of things that like mentally people don't realize that it affects you like negatively until you're in it. And then you're like, oh, so working right. for yourself and you have to have a structured routine. Like I have a pretty good routine now, but for a while, I mean, my days were all over the place, like a disaster. And now it's like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I plan out my weeks, like weeks in advance. I have an assistant that helps me, which I'm telling you, I really think you should get an assistant yeah. so you can have some like, you know, freedom in your I brain. Know, I know. Cause it's a lot. And I think now people are starting to realize how much work it is, but I literally, and I'm sure you would say the same. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, yeah, I love what I do. I love this podcast is literally my favorite thing. Like, 
I get to just talk and help people and like talk about like dating and like mental health and like mm-hmm. faith and everything in it. That is what makes me feel so fulfilled in my job. And um, I just, I love that. And so I guess like my question for you is, and did you want to say anything on that or before I go? Oh, no, I was just going to say like when your full-time job is social media, literally, and like your success is dependent on what people think of you. People's words just carry so much more weight. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think I get in my head about that a lot. And that's really just, my biggest struggle I think with doing it full-time but yeah definitely I heard someone say actually Emma, Emma Chamberlain said this in one of her podcasts it was actually the call her daddy podcast oh no way which I don't listen to it but I saw she was on there and I was, I was like say, I'm gonna click it I was like Janine and call her daddy yeah, what no, a they, match up they don't correlate <laughs> but Emma Chamberlain talked about how the audience is your boss and I was like True. I've never thought of it that way like they're the ones telling you like hey, post, we want to see more of this. So, like, yeah. this is what we want. This is what we don't want. And you constantly have to, like, feed that boss. And, like, they're also the ones that technically kind of pay you. And so Definitely. it's weird to think about your audience whom you love, you want to serve, you want to bless them, but they're also the ones that kind of control everything. For sure. Very interesting. No, that's a really good take. I've honestly never thought of it like that. But that is so true. And, I mean, even if you're doing something for yourself, like going on vacation and you think you're going to unplug – Everyone's like, oh, you're on vacation. Like, we want to see everything. Yeah, where's your stuff? Yeah. yeah, for sure. So it is just super hard to turn it off, and I've, I'm sure I could get a lot of advice from you in terms of just building a routine. And I think just everyone really struggles with routine, especially yeah. as you go through different stages in life. As soon as you get comfortable, something happens, and you have to re-kind of think of, yes. you know, <laughs> what that looks like. And Always. Just knowing that it's your routine is consistently going to evolve, I think, is honestly probably yeah. key. Okay, I have two more questions before we go. So. Okay. Number one is, like, when you think about what your heart, like, burns for, like, what do you think that is? When you think about, like, my passion, like, if I could do this one thing for the rest of my life and I would be satisfied and fulfilled, like, what do you think that would be? Oh, that's so weird because my eyes, like, just started watering. <laughs> um, so I would say, honestly, like, when I get messages from people that are like, oh, my God, you inspired me so much, whether that is, like, to move to a new city or to leave, like, a horrible relationship or mm. to get out of a toxic friendship or to, like, pursue a passion full-time or to make new friends, literally anything that it may be, those messages, I think, honestly, like, fuel me so much. And I never thought that, like, doing social media would be my passion. I don't think that's what I strive for, but yeah. more so just, like, inspiring people to be the person that they want to be, I would say, and that is like such a cheesy question, but just bringing people together and making people laugh and making people feel heard and seen and like Mm. understood, I think is, is probably that. And if I can do that through social media, Mm. then that's really great. But if I can build something that is bigger than that to do it consistently for more people, that Mm. is probably like the dream. That is powerful. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's a great answer. Thanks. And I, I feel the exact same way. Like if you're not really helping people or if people's lives aren't being changed by it, it's kind of like, what is this really for? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like if it's just about, you know, making a million dollars and getting the next nice car or outfit or trip or whatever brand deal, it's like you will never be satisfied. Yeah. You will not. Absolutely. And I see a lot of people on social media that like – I mean, one of the reasons why I love following you is because I you can just fully tell that you are not into that. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people that will post, like, the designer things that they're buying or the trips that they're going on or the brand trips and stuff. And I feel like I never, ever see you posting about that. Like, literally ever. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and it's just not materialistic. And I think when you get materialistic, you just really lose sight of yourself. And I mm. think my goal truly is just 
no matter how big I grow and no matter where this takes me, if it goes on for 10 years or Mm -hmm. tomorrow, Mm -hmm. like to just never lose sight of who I am and what my values were before all of this started. Mm, Amen, sis. I think that is so, so important. And I've seen it in the industry of living out in LA, you know, being friends or not friends really anymore, but friends with YouTubers that I like grew up doing that with. And I think a lot of them have lost sight of that. Yeah. And they're all struggling and they all have, you know, really bad anxiety and depression. And I understand that is like, you know, a mental thing that really is hard for people. But I do think a lot of it is because we're going to these items and these numbers and these trips and all these different things to be like, that'll satisfy. And I'm like, no, that actually never will fully satisfy you. And I've just seen so many people just go down like, and it makes me really, really sad. And I think that's why I'm so passionate because I'm like, that's not where you find life. Like you Mm -hmm. do not find life there. Like they're, they're fun and they're temporarily like great, but it's not sustainable for your soul. And so that's why I'm so passionate about my thing as well. And I think it's really obvious in your content too, that that, really does shine through and I think that's why I'm like man like she's an awesome person so thank you way to go <laughs> I appreciate that so you have a boyfriend oh I do <laughs> I think you know him I might actually he might be sitting on my living room couch <laughs> or he might be standing against the door with his maybe ear he is it. if so hi Connor <laughs> um okay so you are dating Connor I am how's that yeah it's good I mean it's great we were just really good friends I mean we both moved to Austin around the same time so like that was fun and we just became friends like in the fall of 2020 Mm -hmm. and then kind of like dropped off a little bit I mean I'm not gonna lie I was like very heavily in my party girl era Mm. and I and Connor is not into drinking he is he said that on the last podcast (laughs) yeah no not at all and it's like it's really cool because as my life evolved too, like we just became way, way more similar and mm. he's been just like a really good person in my life. So in the beginning of last year when he was starting Waterboy, um, I had been kind of thinking about like quitting my job and helping them. And then he's like helping me and it was kind of like just a really, really good friendship. And, you know, it's hard not to have a crush on him. I mean, look at him. <laughs> he's so handsome and also just has like such a good heart. So, yeah, I mean, it just over time developed and then it. I was like one day he's gonna fall in love with me I'll make it happen and then you know you're now here now we, we are yeah y'all are really cute together too <laughs> like I love seeing all the adventures of like unboxing boxes together and like the mundane and yeah I think you know most good relationships start off first as a friendship and then it goes into dating and that's so cool Definitely. And y'all are, y'all are so cute I think it's funny too because like when we were just friends we would talk about like our dating lives and stuff and we would always talk about like oh the things that we wanted and then I am just sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm literally her. Like, open your freaking eyes. <laughs> and then eventually. Hello, Connor. Yeah, like, just the friendship aspect of it, I think, is why it, it does work. And we just have fun doing, like, little things. Yeah. And I think that is what every relationship definitely needs is mm-hmm. to be friends and to be, like, partners as well. Yeah, and he seems so supportive of everything you do. He really is. Honestly, I, I felt so bad because I'm like, He's been coming to all of my events. He's he like he does everything with me. He helps me do all of my merch orders, package everything, send it all out. Buddy. And I know he just really is like very supportive of everything. And honestly, the reason why I like signed to our management, the reason why I quit my job, the reason why I started my podcast, a lot of it is because he was that person that like encouraged me when wow. I really needed somebody to just tell me to do it. And he was that person. Way to go, Connor. That This deserves uh, the cheer. <laughs> <laughs> if you were listening, he would die right now. I love that. Way to go, Connor. That's awesome. Yeah, y'all are, y'all are cute. 
And I, it's just, it is so funny because I, I did have Connor on the podcast, like, I think a uh, year, I know. a little over a year ago. Did you listen to that episode? I did. You know, I did listen to it. I'm like, oh, what's he looking for? And I'm yeah, you're like, tell me everything. <laughs> yeah, he's a hoot. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really happy for y'all. Thank you. And it's, it's yeah. so funny because, you know, like, even watching, like, him go through dating, like, I think he's really, really picky. And I'm glad he found a gem. So, so I'm, I'm glad too. No, he did. He found a gym. So way to go, both of y'all. I'm really happy for you guys. And is it hard kind of having like a public relationship? Yeah. I mean, I would say like, I am not used to that by any means. Like, yeah, people are invested in your life, but when they're invested like in your dating life and it involves another person and that person's boundaries and that person's like privacy, I really have to like remind myself that what I'm open with sharing is not always what that other person is open with. Mm, and yeah. I mean, we both say multiple times, which I think we talked about this before we recorded this podcast, was that honestly, like when I live so much of my life online, there are a lot of things that are just so much nicer to have to myself. Yeah. And so I guess I I really do appreciate like privacy more in different areas of my life, I would say after like being with him. But it is hard, um, especially when we were not together. We were hanging out a lot. We were like doing things together. We were definitely like feeding into the fact that people wanted us to be together, mm-hmm. I will admit that. But it was really hard because, like, we were just trying to figure out how we felt about each other. Or I should say he was trying to figure out how he felt about me because <laughs> it's pretty clear that I liked him. And um, when people are like, oh, my God, just say that you're dating or you're doing this for clout. This is so annoying. I'm like, no, truly, like, we mm. don't know. And so when you felt a lot of pressure of people wanting us to be together, it's like, well, do you want to be together because people want you to or because, like, we actually are a good fit? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we've been together since, like, November and – it's mm. just been, I mean, that was on our own terms and we didn't necessarily like share that publicly anywhere. Um, yeah. And That's it just totally kind of happened. Okay. Yeah, it just kind of happened over time. And I mean, people make assumptions and just kind of let it run free. <laughs> yeah. And they always will. They always do. And you're kind of like, hey, this is for us and not for y'all. But Definitely. like, it's also like for them, they need to realize like it's a privilege that they kind of get in on the relationship because you don't have to share it if you don't want to you know yeah. so it's kind of like hey I'm like willingly letting y'all in this so be kind <laughs> yeah definitely so, yeah I think it helps too like we just make silly videos every once in a while like it is really nice to be with somebody who really understands like the industry and can I hate saying industry it sounds yeah so, like it sounds <laughs> but so, I get it but you know what I mean? Like we can make we can make videos together that are like for brand deals, and it doesn't feel like a job because we're just having fun doing it together. Right. And I think when people see you together, like in your personalities, they understand more, and they're like, "Oh, it's not for attention or anything." Exactly. You can really just tell that we care for each other. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I really am so happy for y'all. Thanks. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and end this podcast, but I I really enjoyed this conversation. Like, I yeah. love just how genuine you are. Like, it is really rare to meet people that are on social media that have like a lot of followers and they're doing big things and they're just still so down to earth so please never lose that I don't think you will (laughs) yes that's that's the goal I'm trying never to but I'm excited to pick your brain and talk about all of the questions that I have for you as well so let's do it yeah Yeah. so if y'all don't know we're actually filming an episode on hers as well um fun on the weekdays that'll be up I'm not sure when yours will be up I'm actually not even sure when this will be up but we'll try to coordinate them around the same time and so make sure you guys go check that out and then her TikTok and Instagram is just Jenna Palak that'll be linked down below and I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode thank you so much for coming on of course thank you for having me so fun and we'll probably be hanging out in Austin whenever I come down next yeah definitely and next time I'm in Dallas let's go baby slumber party yeah oh let's do it seriously (laughs) all right thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode I love y'all so much we post these every Every single Tuesday. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, y'all.